0: hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of watching the boxes fantasy basketball podcast hosted by hashtagbasketball.com, basketball.com your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the entire internet go check them out hashtag basketball.com i'm your host mike katrin and joining me
1: as always is my co-host tyler
0: watts what's up tyler
1: like When Dave Fisdale eventually gets fired for being the worst coach in the NBA, do you think he will replace me as your guest on this podcast?
0: First off, I don't know why you got to start bringing me down by bringing up Fisdale at the top of the show. And number two, Jim Boylan is the worst coach in the NBA uh, by a lot. Uh, Fisdale is the worst coach for fantasy basketball, but I at least feel like he can run an inbounds play. Uh, Jim Boylan, on the other hand, shitting away a 10-point lead with like six minutes left to go in Charlotte. So, uh, you know, if if you want me to go, I'm going to start a Coach. These Coaches Suck podcast and see if I get any play with
1: that. Would you talk about frequently? That's my question.
0: It would literally just be a Jim Boylan podcast. I'm pretty sure. Time,
1: I don't know, man. I don't know. There's some always some interesting decisions. Um, we're gonna talk about one from a guy I think is a fantastic coach, um, later on tonight. So he pulled the old double bluff on himself, um, but we'll get into that, I'm sure.
0: Himself, um, we got nine games tonight. This is a special, I feel like this is a little special treat. We don't do a lot of Friday night shows, um, so I've had an extra few drinks for the for the the listeners out there shout out to them on uh, shout out to our patreon subscribers at patreon.com slash watching the boxes um you guys are the best to be honest and we will be doing quick hits uh, on breaking news as we did with marvin bagley uh, earlier this week and any other breaking news that happens to come across the wire um and those quick hits will be available to regular podcast listeners for the first two weeks of the season. But Patreon subscribers will get them for the rest of the season, exclusive to them. And they will also get exclusively early access to the waiver wire and the um, trade hot and cold podcast that we will be doing every week. Once we get into the regular cadence. So if you want to get on the exclusive bandwagon, patreon.com slash washing the boxes, Tyler Let's get right into it. we got a lot of games to get through. Um, and let's start out with the Raptors-Celtics. What a weird game to start out with. Um, really, this was a good chance to see the Celtics in a non-blowout situation uh, against Philly. They were kind of being um, mm-hmm. torn apart, and Kimball Walker looked a, a lot better in this game. And actually, a lot of the Boston Celtics looked pretty good in this game against the uh the raptors in this 112 to 106 win. Uh is there anything that specifically stands out in this box score to you?
1: Well you know for Boston I think we know that especially with Enos Cantor out they kind of want to play five guys. Um and so that's obviously going to be good for fantasy value for each of those people and Jalen Brown looks fairly decent, um which is surprising to say, right? Um Gordon Hayward looks good, which is good. Kemba Walker looked fine. Tatum looks pretty good. And Marcus Smart is going to get you a lot of steals and not do a super ton else, but will still – I mean, even the steals with the rebounds and assists he gives you, like I mentioned before, you know, makes him a top 75 player, which is crazy. Um, so there's not a ton, ton to say about that. The, the thing for me is how bad does Marcus Saul look? Like he just – Ooh, is he like yeah. cobbling out there. Like, is it just me? Like, I don't remember that like kind of strange gait that he's been moving with. And
0: suspicious, right? Um, I think I'm a little I'm a little concerned about how he how he looked in that game. Like, it just it's something was off, and maybe he's injured. Maybe he's playing with an injury. He was zero for eight. Like, I I just don't know what's going on there. Um. I am not buying low on Marcus Soul. He's, at, he's of an age where um, he perhaps is dealing with both injuries and age. Um, that is good news for Serge Ibaka owners. I went to look at our Yahoo uh, owned percentage owned, and Serge Bacca's owned an 82% of league. So I was like, okay, that's enough for me to not have to yell at people for not owning uh, having Serge Ibaka rostered on their team. Uh, Serge Ibaka definitely going to reap the benefits of any uh, Marcus Soul injury or Marcus Soul um, uh, over the hill turning of of his playing in the NBA. Um, OG and Anobi also probably going to. Uh, he played 38 minutes tonight. Uh, definitely someone who's going to be a staple on the Raptors roster and someone who in deeper leagues 100% should be rostered. And in standard leagues, I, I think at least. If you're looking to take a flyer on somebody, I think I might have a few other flyers for you that's a little bit better than OG Ananobi, but maybe those flyers are not on your waiver wire. And so this would be maybe a decent one if you want to swap out somebody you're you're despising right now.
1: Yeah, I just don't know that Ananobi is gonna do enough to give you the fantasy goodness you need. Like, I mean, tonight, nine points, eight rebounds and a block. Um, I don't think he's a big blocks and steals guy, so you know, he's gonna play a ton of minutes, but the the fantasy goodness might not be very good. Um I think we saw tonight too more of what we're going to see. You know, obviously Fred Van Vliet got hot in that first game. Um I think we kind of saw the the more normal pecking order that we're gonna see though Siakam taking the most shots, Kyle Lowry taking the second most, and then Fred Van Vliet taking the third. So um, I like that's that what I, that's what I'd expect going forward, and you know what I mean. And Van Vliet taking, you know. 11, 12, 13 shots a game is another guy who's, you know, probably going to be pretty close to a top 100 player this year. I'd say 100% a
0: top 100 player, especially if he's going to get, you know, six plus assisted game and a steal um, and hit some threes. They're playing him as a normal starter and they have to. And I think, you know, Fred Van Fleet, you probably drafted him at value and he's going to be a really, a really nice draft pick for a lot of you uh, out there who took, the uh, the double V, the F double V as they call them in Toronto, um, Boston without Edis Cantor, I know it's only a game or two, but really shared the minutes between uh, Tyler's boy, old Robbie Williams the third, and uh, the rest of the uh, the big boys, the Theus and, and Grant Williams.
1: And Tice got injured too in this game. Um.
0: Yeah. And he was over 7, so thank God he got injured. <laughs>
1: yeah, so, I, I mean, we don't know what his status is. And, you know, Grant Williams got some run. I think I think Grant Williams got more run because, you know, Tice got injured. I mean, don't quote me on that. I don't, you can never really um, make that assumption because you never know what coaches are going to do. But, yeah, it was definitely interesting. And so um, I wouldn't really want any of those guys, though. And I guess maybe that was my point at the beginning with the Celtics is, like, you know, Williams is a fine, like, streamer, especially in a little bit deeper league because he's going to, I mean, in, like tonight, 15, re- 15 minutes, six rebounds, a block. Now, he got you two steals tonight, which isn't something's going to stick, but, I mean, he can get you a block in, like, 15, 20 minutes, which obviously can help you win a week in a head-to-head league. But, I mean, there's probably someone better on your waiver wire because there's not going to be a ton, ton of rebounds with it
0: this might be something uh, when Boston is playing on one of those you know short game nights, maybe national TV, and maybe Enos Cantor is out just to pay attention to as a potential streamer to get you some extra uh, blocks and rebounds uh, at, on the second half of a week. So like that's a very, very specific time to stream, but that's how you win weeks is knowing that Robbie Williams is a permanent stud. And you end up streaming him at the very right time. Like that's his. That make that makes you standardly relevant, technically.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. Let's go
0: to Minnesota and Charlotte.
1: Could we even talk about this game? Like seriously, like this this was a blowout of all blowouts, right? I mean, it was fairly close in the first half, and then Minnesota had a forty-five point third quarter, won the quarter by twenty points, and yeah, it was it was over. Um, starters other than andrew wiggins who for some reason andrew wiggins played 33 minutes um, <laughs> that's because he's a
0: scrub man that's because he's a scrub
1: oh uh, but you know most of the starters were like in, in coming to play 18 uh jeff teague played 22 towns was limited to 28 and even on the other side you know 27 29 21 18 18 for the starters so um i don't know there's a ton we can take away here um there may be a few a few little nuggets maybe potentially um I got I got one, I
0: think. Um Zeller out personal reasons. Uh Biombo end up getting ended up getting 18 minutes. I don't know if that's like maybe it would have been twenty-eight, twenty-six if this wasn't such a dirty, nasty blowout. Um and here's and the then, other
1: thing to say too. I think you know they were matching up against towns. Like they I think I think they wanted to play more Marvin Williams and more PJ Washington and more Mikel Bridges, like those guys, but when you go against Carl Towns, like who who which one of those guys is gonna be able to guard him? I mean, like nobody can guard him, but if you put a smaller guy on him, he's just gonna absolutely feast on you. So uh I wouldn't even say that Biombo starts every game that Zeller misses. Like I think it was more of a matchups play tonight.
0: I think that's maybe the other thing I'd take from the Charlotte game here is Devonte Graham. Devonte Graham played uh, a lot of minutes in a close game against the uh the Bulls and he played a lot of minutes in a blowout against the Timberwolves. And he can hit some threes. He you know, PJ Washington picked back up where he left off, uh, 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 where he was actually going to play. He was starting. Uh, he, he didn't hit seven or eight threes, I guess, but uh, he, he had 10 rebounds, a block, and a steal. And so both of those uh, young guys on the Hornets, I think, are just going to get really steady run throughout the season. And they're definitely worth rostering in something in like a 12 to 14 team league. I would say the minutes alone uh, allow them to be relevant and, and worth rostering in deeper
1: leagues. PJ Washington might as well take a flyer on him anyway. I think PJ Washington, you know, is the standard league guide, pick up and hold just because he's getting the minutes. He can score a little bit, he can rebound a little bit. You know, you got to hope the Hornets don't get blown out in every game. Um, he probably plays, what, 32, 33 minutes? So, yeah, I'm fine holding him. You know, Devontae Graham, it'll be super interesting to see. Do they play him and Rozier together, or do they at some point go with him over Rozier, or is they going to stick with Rozier as, you know, kind of the main minutes guy in that lineup? Like, that's kind of something I'm definitely watching um, as they go forward. I mean, you know, if Devontae Graham's limited to 20 minutes and Terry Rozier's going to play twenty-eight obviously Graham can't be that good. So it's kind of a coach's decision there, and, and maybe they're going to play those two guards together some. Um, that's definitely something I'm watching. I would put Graham on my watch list more than anything. Um, obviously, like, stream if it's head-to-head league, and there's no games limit. I might, like, stream him in in their next game. But um, in a standard league, I'm kind of just waiting back on him a little bit in the sense that, you know, we don't really know how many minutes he's going to get yet.
0: Yeah, definitely a, a full-on watch for any standard league. Let's go to the battle. Of New York, uh New York Knicks versus the Brooklyn Nets, a tight, tighter game than uh, probably should have been. Uh, and once again, everybody got fizzdale. Uh Julius Reynolds definitely gonna play, right? But uh Peyton started and then he played 24 minutes. Mitchell Robinson played only 17 minutes, had only one block but four steals, which was kind of interesting. Uh Trier played 23 minutes like this is just so these minutes are so damn random like what the hell's going on And
1: you know he started Trier and Portis in the first game and then Portis got 10 minutes today so here's what here's what we've seen you know that was steady obviously Mitchell Robinson didn't play in that first game and he was working his way back from an injury tonight Um, I think they wanted to play him a little bit more, but he he had five fouls and was in foul trouble. So I think the plan was to play him a little more than 20 minutes. He only ended up getting 17 because of the foul trouble, which is often a problem with Mitchell Robinson.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you've been talking about that all preseason in the team previews and the lead up, the reason why we had him way, way down the list. We've seen, you know, way back in August, July, August, in some of those mock drafts, I saw Mitchell Robinson going in like the second round. And uh, we, I think we were at least part of the effort to get people to stop doing
1: that. Yeah. And so um, for the, the Knicks, and obviously this could change. And I will say that because Fisdale never keeps his rotation uh, too, too solid. But we've seen three guys in the first two games all get good minutes Marcus Morris, Julius Randle, RJ Barrett. I feel fairly good about that, those three, you know, at kind of point guard power forward and small forward. Those are the three guys I think that he's going to play and that he wants to play big minutes. So I feel good about all three of those guys. Morris, mostly just a score can hit some threes, Uh, not a fantastic fantasy option, but a guy I'm definitely streaming in on nights when the Knicks play, especially if the Knicks play on a, on a low schedule game, because you know, he can get you some buckets and you might need that to win your week. Uh, Barrett and Randall obviously owned. I think we know basically what those two guys are. It was nice to see RJ Barrett get six deals in this game. Pretty much everybody else on this roster, save for Mitchell Robinson, who you mentioned, um, I'd stay away and I'd even stay away from streaming because we're going to see guys like Alfred Payton. You know, he played 24 tonight. Would it surprise you if, you know, for whatever reason, Dennis Smith got the 24 in the next game and Alfred Payton played 10? Oh, not at all. So I don't even want to stream those other guys. Like those four, Morris, Randall, Barrett, Robinson find to own find a stream you know depending on which class they're in the rest i'm i'm out i'm out on the rest of the knicks as far as that goes
0: yeah those uh those three that you mentioned are the least likely to get fizzdaled um alfred if i had to own a guard for the rest of the season i was forced to at um at gunpoint fizzdale came to my house because i've been talking a lot of shit and he came here and he's like, I, I got a gun, and you have to put one of these guards on your roster. And this is i mean, this is a pretty fucked up situation. He's breaking into my house with armed. Uh, I'd go with Alfred Payton just because he's got the fantasy game, and I think eventually he plays the most minutes. It doesn't mean he's going to play the most minutes every night, and that's the problem.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there.
0: The only thing I want to mention with Brooklyn is uh, I'm glad Spencer Dinwiddie got some more minutes. I think – of, in the long term, Spencer Dinwiddie's first guy off this bench, going to play decent minutes, going to be standard league relevant 100% throughout the season.
1: Yeah, fine with that. You know, they they got a little bit more um, steadiness. It was, um, again, you know, we saw the 48-minute split between Allen and, and DeAndre Jordan. It was 25 for Allen, 23 for Jordan tonight. Um, so Jordan ate back into that playing time a little bit um, in this game.
0: Probably a little bit more likely situation in the future is that is that split. Um, still, Allen with the most minutes, I like that. Let's go to the one-and-one one Chicago Bulls. Really, um, I thought they were going to lose to the Memphis <laughs> Grizzlies. The,
1: the um, best part is they played two of the five worst teams in basketball, and you're happy that they're one-and-one. One. Listen, I um, –
0: it's a long season. It's a long season. And uh, t- Charlotte, I think, is better than they, they let on. Charlotte's better than they <laughs> let on. I should have the over. T- pound that over on Charlotte. Pound the over on Charlotte.
1: What teams is Charlotte better than?
0: Go. The Cavaliers. One. The Knicks. Maybe. The
1: Knicks. Memphis. I still don't think you're getting them out of the top five. That's only three.
0: Um, the Chicago Bulls.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you might get Washington in there, but I can't really think of another Washington, team. yeah,
0: that's fine. That's fine. No, Tom, that's,
1: that's four. Chicago Bulls in Washington. No, they're not worse than the Bulls. Now stop it. Bulls are much beat them. better.
0: Let's, all right, well, let's talk about the Chicago Bulls. Uh bounce-back game for Zach Levine and a fall-off-the-cliff game for, well, not really. Larry Market just couldn't shoot tonight. And... Um, he's one for ten behind the arc. Let's not, guys. Don't worry about it. Do not panic. I think there is a number one, premier, all in panic guy on this team. Otto Porter Jr. Otto Porter Jr. really, really trash. Uh, game tonight, but he was limited in his minutes. So this could be a by-low situation. But I want to get your take on this, Tyler. Uh, allegedly according to the uh, Twitter machine. Otto Porter was limited in his minutes tonight to make him available for the Bulls back-to-back this weekend. Are you concerned about the long-term implementations? That's not a word. Um, The long-term problems that arises with his his limitations that are already starting with a guy who is um, a... Top tier player when he's playing 33 minutes a night, playing all the time and getting good stats across the board, who can easily drop into the that plateau region. Now he's not even gonna play he's not guaranteed to play solid minutes. Are you worried about that?
1: This was another reason why um I was a little bit worried. About Otto Porter to begin with this season is, you know, I think there was about a week left in the preseason when Jim boyland mentioned that they wanted to basically limit him to 30 minutes a game and that they were going to put these restrictions on him um, to worry about his long term health. Which, like, did Otto Porter get this, like, scary injury that I don't remember about? I mean, this was, he mentioned this on October, actually, he mentioned it again just last week, October 20th. Boylan, Casey Johnson tweeted out, Bulls and Coach Jim Boylan want to manage Porter's minutes to around 30 per game this season. And I'm like, oh, wait, what? Like, I don't, I don't understand is, when. The-
0: is he Daniello Gallinari? Is he Joel Embiid?
1: Like, like what's going on? I don't get it. Um, so the plan was to limit him to 24 tonight, and he only played 21. Um, they announced that before the game, so at least that was um, – nice of them i suppose yeah i don't get it i don't get this whole thing i don't know why they're doing it but yeah obviously i mean that's a big hit to, to porter's value especially as we talk about a lot that he's a guy who you know he's not outstanding in any one category he's just kind of that very steady across the board contributor and you know if he's not getting those minutes it's hard to you know get the rebounds and the assists and all those things that he needs to keep that value up um i'm a little bit concerned about it but i don't know that i'm i'm selling low right? That I'm just, I'm holding it and hoping that, you know, maybe if he has a big game, I'll I'll try to trade him away and someone's not paying attention to the news. But other than that, I mean...
0: Don't sell low. Like, don't sell low on anybody. Uh, This is definitely a hold if you have Otto Porter, and I actually think this could be a buy low for Otto Porter. Otto Porter is not going to be this bad, and he's definitely going to sit out some games. He's going to play some limited minutes in other games, apparently. But... Autoporter is still going to be very relevant. If you're in like a Roto League, which is where he's more valuable, uh, getting across the board stats, and also where you can plug and play him because you have games limits in Roto Leagues, I would try to make a trade for Autoporter with like some somebody off the end of your bench. Just see if you can pull Autoporter. There's probably someone who's spent a decent draft pick on Autoporter, including myself, who will be like, all right, I got to get rid of this guy he, oh, for anything, anything decent. Uh, I think it's it's a buy-low situation in in roto leagues, probably head-to-head leagues. I'm, uh, unless it's the end of my bench, I'm not even bothering because I'm worried about that the game's limit.
1: What are you doing with Mr. Kobe White? Oh, have you heard? Have you heard of that? Kobe White is... Uh, what's... This is my first question. Can I ask a question before we get to the actual fantasy part of it? Yes, rookie of the year. Oh, not the question. Is he playing a lot of two-guard? Because we talk about this – I think we and I talked about this a lot. In the draft, I saw him as a two-guard, like not a primary ball handler. It's kind of a secondary ball handler and more of a scoring guard than a, you know, pound the ball, pound the ball, pound the ball. Like, you know, the whole point guard, shooting guard thing is kind of – dumb to me because you know there's so so much positionless basketball but like we can both agree Luka Doncic is a lead ball handler right like he brings the ball up the court he's the one initiating offensive plays I saw Kobe White in his time in North Carolina as more of a a secondary creator than a primary creator I'm interested if the Bulls are playing him more as you know a traditional point guard or as a traditional shooting guard well
0: uh, I I wish I could tell you that because there are no traditional point guards on this team. So every, every guard is playing as a non-traditional point guard on the Chicago Bulls. Um, They are playing. None of those guys uh, might
1: be traditional point guards, right? Like Thomas said, Ransky is not really like a pass first point guard. So, you know, and and Chris Dunn isn't really either like not he's, he's maybe the closest fit to that. He's playing a lot with Chris
0: Dunn I would here's here's my advice on on Kobe White. I just picked him up in quite a few standard leagues and this is why the dude can get hot. he's going to get the minutes. he's going to need to come off the bench and score for this team. You're looking at kind of like a Lou Williams situation I think here except for I think Kobe White has a little bit more um uh passing mind then a lot of your I'm-just-going-to-shoot-shots-off-the-bench type of
1: player. That's a shot to Lou Williams, a guy who can average five assists a game. And oh, no, no, no. Kobe White can do that. I'm Lou Williams is like
0: – if Kobe White turns into Lou Williams, I'm going to be really, really, really pleased. But if definitely... anyone
1: you picked in the top ten turns into Lou Williams, you should be super happy about that. Lou Williams is a phenomenal basketball player. I don't care what anybody says.
0: Yeah, no, Lou Williams is um the darling of daily fantasy basketball, if you if if you ask the uh the experts out there. The um Kobe White, I think, is going to be um I'm gonna say it at worst could be could ah, at worst. No, 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 I'm not gonna say that. It's too far. It's too far. He's a Lou Williams S type player. He's gonna definitely have some duds this season, I'm putting him at the end of my bench at quite a in standard leagues. So I would recommend that as well because in the long term here, someone's going to get those minutes. Already, Kobe White's getting those minutes, and eventually I think they'll try to run him at point guard uh in the in the at least the second half of this season.
1: Okay, I'll ask a question now. Say you picked him up, maybe after the first game he played very little the first game too. Um and now um go from your league he's a nice guy you like him he's offering you a top 100 player and maybe it's like a position of need maybe you're a little light in rebounds and he's offering you a just barely inside the top 100 center
0: uh let's say like paul Millsap.
1: yeah someone like that that's fine you know whoever whoever women I the player itself doesn't super matter right We'll just kind of look at like a value range here, like just barely inside the top 100 guy. So a guy who's going to be a steady contributor and probably a starter, even in your standard league. Um, Are you trading Kobe white away or are you holding on to Mr. Kobe white? He's fitting my
0: team. I'm probably trading Kobe white away because there's a 50, 50 chance that Kobe white exceeds that player right now or completely falls off the map, like completely falls off the map. So I'd rather take that steady, that steadiness at this part of the season. Um, And even if Kobe White exceeds that player, it's not going to be, he's not going to be like a top 50 player, I I don't think. So um, I'm willing to take the risk of getting rid of, and I think that's what you got to do in trades. Take, give someone else your your risk that you don't want to take with a guy who could be great but could fall off and get a steady, uh, a steady hand that helps your team.
1: There,
0: 100%. Um, I, I got I to confront you on something, Tyler, here. Uh, recently, very recently, you told people to drop Brandon Clark. Are you still going to stand by that, that statement?
1: Oh, well, this is what I was just going to bring up, so we're thinking of uh, the same mind. Um, he played 25 minutes. He made seven of his nine shots. If Brandon Clark can make seven out of every nine shots, um, consider me surprised, right, Um, for that. I don't think anyone can make seven out of every nine shots because no one is going to shoot 70% um, on this season, so that's not going to stick. Yeah, I just – fine if you want to stream him in your standard league. I just don't think he's going to hold standard league value. Um, I just don't think there's any way he does that in playing 25 minutes a game. And here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Jonas Valanciunas is limited coming back from that injury. That's not going to stick for much longer than like the first two weeks here. And who is playing as the backup center, Michael? Mr. Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark. So yeah, I think he's gonna, you know, cop the hit in the minutes too. When uh, Jonas gets, you know, his, his legs back under him. And so, yeah i'm i'm definitely selling high like maybe you can sell off this game you know 14 points three blocks and a steal uh maybe you could sell brandon clark for a top 100 player or even a top like 120 player i would be doing that um if not you know i think eventually here in probably two three weeks time even if you're holding brandon clark you're gonna be like man this guy's playing like 15 minutes a game i'm gonna have to drop him so yeah that's where I'm at with
0: that. Yeah, um, uh, guys, stop stop holding guys at the end of your bench if they're just not gonna play. They might be have a, a, a nice upside, but if they're not gonna play, they're not gonna play. Like, don't don't bother. I'm gonna talk about it in this next game. Uh, these cool. are to the I, two-
1: I wanna throw one more in here. Um a good a good streamer who can get you assists, steals and blocks, even in 20 minutes, Kyle Anderson, he's not gonna score. But a forward that can get you, you know, three, four, five assists. With a steal and a block, a game that's that's kind of Kyle Anderson's game. So um, that's someone to think about streaming if you need those kind of three stats.
0: Kyle Anderson was the uh, the sleeper sleeper last season, and that really did not pan out. Um
1: he just go- never get healthy. That was the disappointing part about that. Uh,
0: okay. Let's go to the other the next game. Uh, we spent a lot of time on the Bulls. We're going to spend a lot of time on the Mavericks because those are the two teams that we uh, follow the most. Mavericks versus the Pelicans. Um, Here it a great- is,
1: Carlisle, Ooh. who I think is literally one of the best coaches in the NBA, pulled the double bluff on himself. He decided to start Jalen Brunson and Dorian Finney-Smith over Maxie Kleber and DeLon Wright, who are their two normal starters. And Cleaver's really not even a normal starter because Dwight Powell will be the starter when he comes back. Um, the Pelicans did not miss when this starting lineup was on the floor. They could not protect the rim very well. They kept getting Porzingis out onto the perimeter and then just dunking the ball the pelicans had 41 points in the first quarter he went back to cleaver and delon right and the mavericks went on a run and had 45 points in the second quarter to get back in the game so uh carlisle kind of had the, the 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 blunder there um and then he quickly righted the ship and, and got things back on track but he uh, he out himself mike um, which, will happen to, which will happen when we play the matchup sometimes, right? Like sometimes you think this is going to work and then it, it blows up in your face.
0: Yeah, why why not try to outthink yourself? If you're that good, like he's one of the best coaches in the league, he out himself and then he reversed it and righted his own wrong. He's out-coaching him, his own self. That's how good of a coach he is. Some of the coaches out there, Jim Boylan, fucking Fizdale, can't even coach. They can't even make something up that allows them to see if their roster is good or not.
1: They're idiots. He was the coach with the best in-game adjustments on the GM survey. So I guess, again, he he proved himself right um, with that. Uh, DeLon Wright had a great game here. He was getting to the basket at will. And I really think that's what he's got to do to be fantasy relevant is he's got to attack the basket more because – his three point shooting is just not great, but when he attacks the basket, man, he's a problem. And I'll say this too if you're a daily fantasy guy, play your people against the Pelicans. Maybe it'll change when Zion comes back, but this team is playing like hyper speed. They were trying to play so damn fast, and I don't think that changes
0: when Zion comes back. I don't think that changes.
1: And their starting unit, you know. It, it's it's a little bit strange because like, you know, they tried playing Okafor in this game and that didn't he didn't really play that great. Um so they play Favors, who's big, right? But then like their backup center has been Nicola Melly. So they're playing super small and they're playing super fast and they're getting out and they're running and gunning. And so yeah, if you're a daily fantasy person, um I think that's uh that's a great thing to do. Uh Porzingis looked great. He blocked five shots, he he keeps protecting the rim like that. Um, he's going to be a top 25 player, easy. Um, I don't know. What do you want to know about here? What do you want to know about? I watched this whole game, so if there's something you want to know about, um, I'll gladly. I don't, I don't think there's anything
0: that stands out for me, like, oh, what happened in mid-game in order to understand what's going on here. I think the the, the there might be a buy-low situation with uh, Drew Holiday after a really poor shooting night tonight. I th- uh, Lonzo Ball seems like he's... He's going to do standardly relevant things this year. His shot looks oh. a lot better. Ingram is gonna is gonna here's, do here's Ingram the, stuff.
1: Here's the thing that what? cracked me off about Lonzo Ball in this game was he just kept firing away, especially from three point range. Like he just get the ball, and the Mavericks were like, "LOL, not covering you." And he, he just kept firing, which was good. I mean, that's like a positive sign. It's something you want to see. Like if they're not. If they're not going to guard you, you have to shoot. Now the shots didn't go in, but I think if you look back at like you know the NBA stats on that, there was a lot of wide open looks for Lonzo. Which, if teams start doing that, I mean his three point percentage ought to go up some because I think any NBA player makes a fairly high percentage of wide open looks. Like that's just that's just the way it goes. Um, Drew Holiday. Ex- Drew Holiday, I'll say this, too, about this game. He expended a ton of energy guarding Luka Doncic, and he was actually doing a very good job until the second half, and then um, Luka kind of had his way a little bit. But Drew Holiday, a very underrated defender, and was expending a ton, a ton of energy trying to guard uh, Luka. And say what you want, but I think even the Pelicans know that Drew Holiday, a better defender than Lonzo Ball. So I always hear this like talk that Lonzo Ball is this great defender. Um, yeah, Drew Holiday, better.
0: Al- Alonzo Ball takes Rondo-esque steel, uh risks is what he does. And then everybody's like, oh, he's a great defender. Just like they said about Rondo. Um, the only – I think the other thing here is, uh, guys, if you have Alexander Walker on your roster, uh, don't. Just get rid of him. Uh, drop him off your standard league roster. There is no reason to keep him at the end of your bench. There's, You're not waiting for anything. He's not going to get 30 minutes a game. So stop holding on to these guys. Stop holding on to guys who don't matter and pick up guys off your waiver wire right now that do matter.
1: Figured out why though they play this big rotation tonight. It's because they want to play so fast and they sub a lot because they're playing so fast and they're literally trying to just run, 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 So I think they're going to kind of stick with these, you know, more than 10 men. They played what? uh, 11 tonight. I think they're going to kind of stick with that and they're going to throw Jaleel out there for a couple minutes and, you know, they're going to take him off. And um, yeah, they're just trying to play so fast that it was interesting to see. What was also crazy was Derek favors had literally, he was eight of 10 from the field. And in the first quarter, he was killing the Mavericks. And then it seemed like he barely played, which was super strange. I didn't, I didn't quite understand that. It's a nice stat line for 22
0: minutes. Uh, That's probably the only thing if you have to watch the game to understand well, what the hell happened here? Why didn't he play? And um, just keeping an eye on that. If you're Derek Favors' uh, owner, uh, it's good to see that he can be relevant in 22 minutes, which we kind of knew that from the past. But you want to see those that that minutes total go up. And I'm not I'm not sure if we're going to, since that's just not the style of play they want. Uh, let's get out of this Dallas Mavericks Pelicans game and go to uh, Tyler's favorite team, the Washington Wizards. Who um beat the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yay! That's that's no good. Um this game was actually you know fairly tight. It just got away from the the, the Oklahoma City there. Strange, strange game here. I'm I'm looking at this. We have another start by Bonga. Um so deeper leagues, and maybe even if you you know, I don't think the Wizards are ever going to play on a night where they there's no game, so I'm probably not a streamer. But, you know, just keep that in mind if they ever do. Um, great game by Thomas Bryant tonight. That's exactly what you want to see. And looking at the Oklahoma City Thunder, another great game by Shea Gildress Alexander. And, yeah, like maybe a buy-low situation with Stephen Adams, perhaps. Two kind of dud offensive games, but all the the defensive stats, the rebounds, the blocks, steals, they're still – there, um 25 minutes by Dennis Schroeder. I'm I'm not picking up anything that we didn't already know about these two teams. I'm still not interested. Um Ryan Hachimura, more fantasy friendly evening tonight. He's gonna be a standard league relevant player, so if he's not uh on a team right now, you should probably roster him, but like his ceiling is low.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. He's just getting so many minutes. Um underrated thing about this game i'll say stephen adams in contention for that non-andre drummond rebound lead this year i think he just think he's gonna grab a ton of boards uh, from what i've seen so far um chris paul was bad in 30 minutes that was surprising and he missed his free throws which was surprising um she goes alexander very good at basketball and looks to me like the guy they want to score so it'll be interesting to see how much can Shea really score you know, Kenny average like twenty a game. Um, that's something I'm watching over the next, you know, couple weeks, months, as we go forward. Yeah, they've
0: been
1: they feeding, feeding him the man. ball. Yeah. I love it. I love that
0: everybody went on Shay. I think we were all in on Shay. I think if you went if you listen to our Who Do I Draft uh segments before the season, I think we probably picked Shea Gilders Alexander and like over 50% of them, maybe even closer to 75% of them. So we're on him, and it's good to see that that's probably going to pan out. Because, like, here's the thing. If Chris Paul ends up leaving, he's now the de facto point guard. So it's like it's a win-win. He's getting the ball fed to him by Chris Paul, and then if Chris Paul ever leaves, well, then he's going to have the ball in his hands. So, like, he's going to have a very, very good season. Let's get out of this game. There's not a lot in that game that I uh, that is interesting at all. Um, let's go to the Suns-Nuggets game, a game that went into overtime – and the first game of the suspension for DeAndre Ayton, uh, Aaron Baines getting the start here. Um, this is this is not a joke. This is not a joke. There were sixty-one fouls called in this game.
1: Yeah, well, who who was refing? Do you do you know? Or you? I mean, I think you were watching this game, weren't you? Do you know I'm who? Was the, I watched this,
0: the last part, the last half of this game. I didn't. I didn't catch who was actually the refs here, but I, we probably should because uh, go out, I don't know, go out to basketball reference and, and pick up who these refs are because no game should have this many fouls. Like I spit on you, like you're a terrible ref if you're calling this many fouls. Uh, Ricky Rubio, Aaron Bay, actually Aaron Baines, Ubre, and Ricky Rubio fouled out of the game at the start of overtime, like one right after the other. And the only concerning thing was Ricky Rubio limped off the court. Something was up with his knee, and he went right back to the locker room didn't watch the rest of this game. So uh, definitely pay attention to what's going on with Ricky Rubio, even though he had a bad shooting night. Still nine assists, eight rebounds, and two steals. So, you know, I'm not too upset about it. The thing I want to point out here is the Aaron Baines 29 minutes um, in regulation, by the way, because he fouled out right when OT ended. And a lot of a lot of minutes from Frank Kaminsky, which some of those minutes came in over time, simply because he had to play.
1: Yeah, so you know the 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 rotations got a little crazy. You mentioned it because of the fouls. Um, yeah, so Bane's I was I thought Bane's was a good game. I was I was excited to see that. I think he's a fine streamer going forward. Um, if that's what you want to do for the Nuggets, uh, we saw Barton not play that many minutes, but he actually was fairly good in the minutes he saw. As far as the plus minus goes, so. You know, maybe that's something that could shift back. Uh, Jeremy Graham played. Mikkel Beasley played. I think this Nuggets team is so deep that it's a little bit worrying for, you know, Millsap and for Barton and, and those guys that they get, you know, kind of replaced on a given game by somebody else. Um, I do think Gary Harris is going to play a ton, though. I don't really – I'm not worried about it for him. I just think that the Nuggets think he's their third best player, so i take that for what it's worth.
0: Yes, he is their third best player, and I think if you uh, – Got him past that 100 mark, which a lot of people did this season. Uh, hold on to him; he's going to be a great value for you. Uh, I really hope Willie Barton gets his minutes. He deserves them. He's he's a, he's he's great. I think they really should be playing him on the second team instead of with the first team. But uh, just let him get hot against that second team. That's where he thrives. And uh, another short minute night for Paul Millsap. But this, you know, the Suns were playing small, um, smaller, I guess. Uh, Bates is still a big dude but he's pretty athletic guy for his size um i had i'd actually roster i'd actually maybe roster baines for the foreseeable future if you need big man stats
1: you want to take a guess on who the referee was in that game i got it pulled up now the the head the the main the main the main man um was mr kane fitzgerald in that game Um, so yeah something to watch going
0: forward I'm not, I don't, I, I'm not in the, uh, I need to know who the refs are circles. Like I don't, I do bet on some the, uh, some things, but I, I guess I don't bet in the, uh, in the, in the traditional sense of having to take all the, uh, factors into account. I like to bet on my feel, which is why I lose money. Um, let's get out of this game and go to Portland, Sacramento, um, Sacramento without Marvin Bagley, uh, Harrison Barnes playing, uh, some extra minutes deadman also starting and playing some extra minutes as well uh bielitsa getting the start for bagley though and bielitsa played about 28 minutes tonight and had a, a you know an okay stat line um not worth rostering in a standard league in my opinion but um worth streaming i think or if you play daily go right ahead
1: uh yeah i'm with you there um for the record, that, that Kane Fitzgerald dude in the first game he had, which was the Thunder and Jazz, there was fifty-four fouls. Um, so Lord. There's gonna be a lot of fouls if, if that if that crew is is on the, the court. Um you can look up the officials' assignments on NBA.com if you're interested in that kind of stuff.
0: Um, you know, get, so, you're giving out like extra special betting uh, information on this podcast, you know? So like uh, shout out to
1: you. Oh, I, will give, I will give the biggest shout-out to, actually, the NBA because I think they do a better job than any sports organization, maybe in the world, at putting stuff out for the fans. But you can look up any stat you want on any player um, on their website. It's not like they're trying to hide it or make you pay, like, millions of dollars to get it. If you know how to look it up on their website, which is a little bit cumbersome to learn – you can literally look up anything on their website and they you, the information's out there just for free for anyone. So um, shout out to them for, for just, you know, putting that information out there. Um, they even you know, put
0: out, they do pretty rigorous um, reviews of their referees and they put out those last two minute documents, which I think is pretty bold of an orga- organization as well. Um, looking at the Portland side here for this Portland sack game, Uh, We kind of know who Portland is. Whiteside with a lot of minutes uh, again tonight. Zach Collins playing next to him. Zach Collins has looked um, not that great so far. Do you think this is like a little bit of a buy-low situation for Zach Collins?
1: Yeah, I mean, I just think, you know, he's getting the minutes, which is what we like to see. Um, The stats super haven't been there, but, um, you know, one big game changes that early this season, so I'm not super looking hard at, at, at too many um you know per game stats at this point uh yeah I think Zach Collins great great by low Rodney Hood played a ton again too which um I think he's kind of winning that battle between Baysmore and Simons and those guys um but again it's it's pretty empty points and he didn't even even score that many only scored eight um so something to watch Simons had a good game which was that was good to see he got 15 points uh again hot shooting though. I don't know where to pick him up the guy to pick up I think um, or not pick up, but to stream it from Portland would be Kent more still. I mean, he got two blocks tonight. He's just got that ability to get you some funky stats on, on any given game, which is cool.
0: It's, uh yeah, remember it's small sample size theater right now, everybody, so don't don't get too caught up. Uh, with Zach Collins, I just think, like, the fact that he's never like – let's not say never, but, like, to think he's going to turn into Thomas Bryant is a little um, – that's hefty i think oh, and so. there's,
1: there's not a ton of shots to go his way on on the average night because you know william mccollum are just taking so many um where he's gotta make his his bones his hay um to be a top 100 player is he's gotta you know do those defensive stats he's gotta pull down you know six seven rebounds he's gotta get a few assists he's gotta you know steal block those kind of things and you know he can hit three pointers which is good right you like a big man that can hit three pointers um that fits your build. So there's a pathway to him doing it, even on this Portland team. Um, he's got to just start making his hay in those kind of defensive numbers, and it'll be interesting to see if he can do it. Like, we don't really know because he – like you mentioned, he really hasn't gotten the chance to be the the starter or the guy playing 32 minutes a game um, very often in his career. So
0: um, Let's move over to the final game of the night. Uh, still going on. just finishing up Lakers versus jazz. The two things that stand out here are once again, Mike Connolly having a very, very poor shooting night three for eleven uh, still by low. by low, by low, by low. Like Mike Connolly will turn it around. Mike Connolly's still gonna shoot like forty two to forty four percent for the season, but like the guy's gonna he's he's gonna be fine. He's very, very good at basketball. And then on the uh, Lakers side, two of my uh, favorite stat lines here. Uh, Caldwell Pope 0 for 6. That guy sucks. And Danny Green, 26 minutes, which you know there's still about five minutes left to go. Probably going to play most of those. Um, Three steals, a block, four rebounds, and two three-pointers. Yes, he did not score 28 points tonight. If you thought he was going to do that the rest of the season, you're an idiot. But Danny Green was not drafted in a ton of leagues. Still one of my favorite end-of-the-draft picks. This guy's going to play. He's going to start. He's going to play in crunch time and he's going to get you threes and steals and some rebounds. Like, that's a guy I want sitting on the end of my bench to stream in, especially since the Lakers are playing in a lot of network games on short nights.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on all that. Uh, this game was kind of a, a little bit of a blowout here, too. So, uh...
0: ugly game. It's 87 to 70. Like, that's ugly.
1: Well, I mean, if you're if you're watching, right, there's three minutes to go in the game. Rudy Gobert is on the bench. Um, you know, a lot of the Jazz starters, Mike Conley's on the bench, or you know, Donovan Mitchell's on the bench. So, you know, take everything here with a grain of salt as far as you know both rotations, right? I mean, it's like you, I mean, Davis played 32 minutes and LeBron played 30, but they're they're not out there right now. So, uh, you know, take everything with a grain of salt as far as that goes. Um, you mentioned it; Green should be owned you know, on. On the Lakers, the I guess the thing to watch going forward is they've been playing Davis a little bit more at center. And it's been limiting the minutes for both Jail McGee and Dwight Howard. So we talk about this all the time about how JaVale can be, you know, pretty fantasy relevant in like, you know, twenty two minutes a game, but he only played twelve in this. So I don't know that anyone can be relevant. Uh, the nerland's Noel, right? No, as Noel well, can't even be relevant in twelve minutes. So
0: um I would actually if you have Javel McGee on your team and you you got a team in your league that's hurting for blocks, I'd sell them. I just I just get rid of him. I think in the long term, the only way this Lakers team works is with Anthony Davis at center. Um playing McGee, Davis and James just isn't going to work. Like they all kind of play the same places on the floor. Uh, James running at point is, you know, it's an interesting experiment, but the dude's a forward. Davis can play center, and if they want to win games, McGee's probably not part of that equation. So if you can sell JaVale McGee, go ahead.
1: And I mean, I'm fine with that. I I mean, just the blocks are going to give him a ton of value, but if you don't need the blocks or – you know, you just don't don't need, you know, his stat line. Fine with that. He's not gonna get a lot of rebounds because he's not going think he's gonna play it on, but I think he's proven that in twenty minutes, you know, in fifteen minutes he's gonna block a shot. So he's not one of those guys who if he does get dropped, um, he'd be something someone I'd be interested in streaming a lot because you know, he can just do things that other players can't do. Um that's it for tonight's games, Friday oh, night's nice games. Oh, oh. now, come on. I'm going to ask my question. I've been asking this. I've been, I've been getting some good info from this, so I'm going to ask it again. Um, two, four, six, eight, nine, ten games on Saturday. Wow, a big slate. I thought there was only eight, but uh, this is telling me there's ten. Of those ten, anything you're looking forward to watching on the nice ten game Saturday, October 26th, slate,
0: other than the Chicago Bulls home opener, uh, I'm interested in seeing what the uh, Miami Heat look like. I guess Jimmy Butler is still going to be out for a couple games, personal reasons. So I, I, I want to watch to see who kind of rises to the top there. I'll be interested to in see, see, what see happens that uh,
1: none none is going to start over Hero when he comes back.
0: I saw that. I, that feels like smokescreen.
1: Um. Uh, yeah i mean i don't know maybe they just feel like that's a better fit um they're obviously playing milwaukee that's a very interesting game um i don't know that you'll be able to take a ton away from it though because i could see milwaukee absolutely trashing that jimmy butlerless heat team yeah
0: that might be a huge blah
1: game i'm excited for Joel Embiid versus andre drummond um In the past, he's able to get under Drummond's skin a bit. Drummond having two phenomenal games with Blake Griffin out. So I'm interested to see that kind of uh, heavyweight showdown there.
0: That will be very good. That's always fun to watch. I like it when um, players actually kind of don't like each other, or at least try to appear that they have like a rivalry. Like that just makes the game much more interesting. So that'll be a good one too. I think that's it for tonight's slate of games. Um another good one. Uh, another great, actually, it's been a really fun, um, beginning to the NBA season. I feel like the teams are coming out and put, playing, uh, fairly well. There's been a lot of good basketball already. So, um, that's, that's super positive. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter?
1: You can find me on Twitter. I tell you can
0: if I meet at watch the boxes. Uh, once again, please rate, review us wherever you're at, go to patreoncom slash watching the boxes to support the show. And we will join you probably next week for our regular rotation of weekly previews, waiver wires, and uh, hot and cold trade um, suggestions. That's a terrible name. We've got to get a better name for that, Tyler. Uh, but we'll be back with a regular scheduled program next week, and we'll see you soon. Enjoy your basketball.